the Spirit and the Word agree. So looking at this important subject of hearing from God, we're going to now dive in a little bit into some of the foundational uh, ways, avenues that God uses for us to hear his voice, for us to walk out uh, literally throughout our lives. We want to look at how the Spirit and the word agree, and, and when we say agree, agree with each other, yes, but also agree with the Father. Now, if we have Jesus Christ living in our heart, we know that God's Spirit dwells in our heart, and because of that, the Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. How many are glad, especially in the days that we're in, that we have the mind of Christ? You know, we, we uh, have all kinds of voices that are clamoring for what to think, how to think, where our mind should go, what our mindset should be. But thanks be to God, uh, if Christ is in our heart, we have the mind of Christ and we can think as he did, keeping the Father, the Word, and the Spirit preeminent in our lives. Let's look at some scripture. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and and love and self-discipline. In the New King James, it says power, love, and sound mind. Again, how many would say, I will take all the sound mind around me that I can get. There's a whole lot of not sound mind that, that's going on all around us. And, and thank God that he's given us sound mind. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So we have the mind of Christ. We're one spirit with him. And let's take a look here at 1 Corinthians 2, verses 12 to 16. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the, mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." So, hey, the big thing we want to zero in on there is we have the mind of Christ, but there's so much in this verse showing us that there's a spirit of the world, there's a spirit of this age that, that's different than, than the wisdom of God. And, and the, the, uh, the word tells us that the wisdom of this age, it's, it's demonic, it's carnal, it's not God's thoughts. That what's, that's what we've been looking at so far in this series. But the good news is we've been given the mind of Christ, we're one spirit with him, but how many know this morning we have have to walk in the mind of Christ. It doesn't happen automatically. It's something that we have to intentionally walk in. Not the carnal mind, not carnal thinking, but walking in the mind of Christ. James 1 verses 6 and 8 put it this way, but let him ask in faith, not doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Listen, he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. 
So if we're in the carnal mind and then in the mind of Christ and the carnal mind and the mind of Christ, you know, we're back and forth. The word tells us here, you know, driven and tossed around by the wind, uh, but we can move away from that place and we can be anchored. And the caution from the Lord is if we're flipping back and forth like this, we're, we're not going to be able to walk out that victory uh, that, that God has for us if we're tossed around in double-mindedness. So, hey, for this reason, we know the mind is a war zone. The mind is a battlefield. Hey, just wave at me if you're like, I know what you're talking about. The mind can be a battlefield. Again, the word tells us in Romans chapter 7, verses 22 and 23, says, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. You know, this, this whole battlefield. And again, there's, there's a lot. This is an important verse that we'll look at here. 2 Corinthians 10. We'll look at verses 3 to 5. It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Hey, church, how many know now more than ever, we need to be a people that doesn't war in the flesh? Right? And how many know we're not warring against flesh and blood? You know, we don't want to be pulled down into that. That's carnal. That's, that's the, the uh, wisdom of this age that, that the Lord is saying. We don't want to walk in that stuff. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we talked about that last week, didn't we, right? About, you know, having an open ear and an ear to hear. To hear literally means to come under the instruction and to come into obedience. And so talking about this battlefield of the mind, as we talk about hearing from God, you know, I'm laying a little bit of a foundation here. So, so in Christ, we have the mind of Christ. We're one spirit with God. The word, the spirit, and the father agree. And then God has given us the tools, the, the, the framework that we can walk in alignment with him. But it's going to be a battle. And we have to wage that battle not in the flesh and not in a carnal way, but taking those thoughts. So if we're going to take thoughts captive that aren't from God, we have to be able to discern what's from God and what's not from God, right? And we'll talk about that a little bit here today. It's so important for us to be able to grasp that. And literally, I, one of the things that's so important about this verse, not only recognizing that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but is that we have a part to play to cast down those arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God Hey, has fear tried to press in on your doorstep? Fear would exalt itself against the knowledge of God because God says he is love, he is perfect love, and his perfect love casts out all fear, right? So what do we do? This verse is giving us equipping. What do I do when that fear presses in? I take that thought captive in the name of Jesus. Fear, you're exalting yourself against the knowledge of God in my life. And I say, you have to go in Jesus' name. Right, But unless we know the will of God and the voice of God, we're not knowing what to take captive. The enemy certainly wants to lie and wants to distort. So again, we'll talk in, uh, throughout this message here today how we can in greater ways lay a foundation. This is a, this is a foundation message for other things that we'll talk about through the series on hearing God's voice. Tracking with me so far? Amen. Amen. All right. Bless the Lord. So 
in, in this battle that we understand, Satan wants our thoughts to be held by the negative while God wants them again in obedience to his son. So we're to agree with the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. I tell you what, I've had some, some battles in this last week and I've had to look at my circumstances and I've had to say, circumstances in the name of Jesus, I'm not agreeing with you. And I've had to say, Father, Word, Spirit, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with what you have to say, and that's been the battle to keep my eyes fixed on him, to keep my mind on who Christ is, what God's voice is, what he has to say, and then stay away from that clamoring of the enemy's voice that would say, have angst, be worried, be fearful, whatever other things he throws our way. Come on, give a wave if anybody else is saying, yep, I know the battle you're talking about. Psalm chapter, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. So there's the picture, having our mind, having our thoughts, you know, meditating, focused in, zeroing in on the word of God. Day and night covers it, right? That, that's like all the time. And then Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brethren, ladies, how many know that sister in two, right? Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Why is it that the flesh wants to meditate on the uh-oh, the what-if, why can't we, why don't I have all of that other stuff? But that's why the Lord says, hey, think on these things. In other words, be intentional. Think on this stuff and what we just saw from Corinthians and any of the other stuff out there, tear it down in Jesus' name. Get it out, get it out of our lives, get it out of what we're focusing on. Now, again, balancing statement, it doesn't mean we don't deal with challenges and obstacles. We're just not fixated on those things. We're not fixated on what's going to uh, amplify the problem. How many know God has wired our mind and our, and our psychology that when you have a thought, when you stare at something, it enlarges in your mind, Right? You, you stare at the worry, the worry becomes, the worry could be an ant, you stare at it, it becomes a giant. You know, that's just how it is. So the good news is, hey, the word tells us, oh, magnify the Lord with me. You know, so there's a whole bunch of mess. You know, this season we're in is long in the tooth. There seems to be one thing after another. We could stare at that all day long or we could stare at our God. He is the deliverer. He is the great I am. He is our healer. He is our salvation. He's with us every step of the way. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. He is our victory. He is our banner. He fights our battles and we win. We're going through the other side. Right? Even if it's dark, even if it's gloomy, even if circumstances say, oh, you didn't believe this one? Well, I'll throw this one. Well, I'll throw this one. I'll throw this one. We make that decision and say, no, Lord, my eyes are on you. I will think on these things. You're mighty. You're awesome. Have you had a time, maybe you're in it right now, where you say, I don't get it. You know, some might respond to that and you say, I don't get it. They say, you don't get what? Some might be saying right now, I don't get anything. I don't get anything that's going on around me now. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to categorize this or compartmentalize it or whatever. We can just go back to God's word and we can know, but I know who you are, God. 
When it doesn't make sense, I know who you are. My eyes are on you. I will think on those things. I'll bring those other thoughts down. And now we're coming into agreement with him. We're, we're, we're talking this morning about hearing his voice. We're hearing him. And it's bolstering faith. And it's keeping us on the right path. And we're lined up with, with his best, which is what he wants for our lives. So with that is, is our context. Now we're just going to spend a, a few minutes, just about 10 minutes now. Uh, I want to I talk about some things about the word and then some things about the Spirit that we want to make sure we grasp when we consider, I want to hear God more. Anybody else here saying, I want to hear God more? You're watching online, you want to throw that in the chat box? I want to hear God more, right? We all want to hear God's voice more, right? So let's talk about the Word first and foremost. So a couple of, couple of facts for us, a couple of word truths, however you want to put it. Number one, the Word of God reveals the general will of God. Now, when I say general, I, I, I don't want us to think dismissively, like all basic, general, like simple, ABC, and we just go past it. No, what I mean by this is, and, and actually this would be, I guess, the second thought about this, a solid 90% of God's direction for our lives will come directly from the written word of God. That's sobering, isn't it? Isn't that staggering when we think, so the general will of God, right? God called me to marry Annette. I'm so glad he didn't call anybody else to marry her because I'm glad I'm married to her, right? That's God's specific will. We'll talk about that in, in a minute. But so, so that's God's will for me. God's got certain things in his pathway, vocation, calling for you guys, for, for you all, right? Uh, those are specific things, but his general will in his word, what he says for me, is true for you, it's true for you, it's true for you, it's true for all of us. And that general will of God gets us 90% down the road until we see him face to face someday. Isn't that awesome? There's not a whole lot that he leaves in the dark on how to live, how to think, choices, principles, precepts, commands, wise living, foolish living. Man, he really, really lays it out for us, which is why we've got to be people of the word. We have to stay in the word. So the word of God reveals the general will of God. 90% of God's direction for our lives will come from the word. So this is the primary way that God is going to lead us. So we need his wisdom, his knowledge, and we need the understanding that comes from the word. Let's look at it in Proverbs. It says it this way, chapter 6, verses 20 to 23. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Hey, little pop quiz question. Have you let the word of God discipline you lately? That's part of what God wants to do with his word. And, and, and the word tells us don't despise his disciplinings because he disciplines those he loves. We're to look at the word. And if our life is in agreement with the word, then he wants his word to discipline our life so that we can be blessed. So we can walk his lit path, which is a blessed path. Um, by the way, I was not trying to be cool and relevant with my language, calling it a lit path. I was actually talking about a path that was lighted up. Some of you got that, some of you didn't. That's okay. 
Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The word of God gives illumination. It gives us illumination, helps us see what we didn't see or know. Again, laying out what God wants his word to be. All right, here's another fact, another truth we need to understand. Have you heard this before? The Bible is our basic instruction before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. Our basic instruction before leaving earth. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17 says all scripture is inspired by God. That word inspired by the, uh, in the Greek actually in other translations says all scripture is God breathed. And is useful, is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So when we talk about basic instructions before leaving earth, we're talking about marriage and relationships. We're talking about friends, sexuality, love, finances, what is right, what is wrong, prayer, faith. And you want to know what God's word instructs us on what God is like. What's his heart? What's his character? What are his ways? You know, I've shared this before when I was younger in the word of God and being newly exposed to, you know, the Old Testament and, you know, you get to Isaiah and Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and it's a lot of judgment on the nations and, you know, these prophets doing these peculiar things, right? You know, Ezekiel shaving off hair and throwing some in the wind and burning some and just doing, doing all these, laying on his side for, for you know, just, just all these really bizarre things as prophetic acts. And then you see a lot of God's judgment and God's dealings. And then, and then it was brought to my attention. Look for God's heart. Look for his personhood. Look for his character in all of his dealings. Because we're in the new covenant. Thank God we're in a covenant of grace. All of that Old Testament pointed toward Jesus coming. And this opportunity to receive Christ. And walk in the love and forgiveness and grace of God. But God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we get to know his character. We get to know what he's like and who he is from cover to cover in the word of God. Can you say amen? amen? So we need to realize, again, talking about the warfare and the battlefield, the enemy's goal is to keep you deaf, blind, and ignorant to the written word of God. John eight thirty two, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 10, 10 tells us this, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy Jesus says, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So when we follow the word of God, its precepts and its ways, it leads to life and blessing. When we ignore or disregard them, uh, it leads to death and destruction. So last thought on the word before we talk about the spirit, the word and the spirit agree. Talking about the word, Psalm 119 verse 16, I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. So the, the last comment I would make is we need to live in a place where we absolutely delight in the word, where it is our delight to be in the word of God. And hopefully some of these things that, you know, that we're, we're refreshing and looking through today would, would give a fresh delight for us to be pursuing and getting into the word of God. When it says here in Psalm 119, 16, uh, I'll not forget your word. The word forget uh, has this context, this connotation, to lay aside, to forget, or to take for granted or neglect, right? So as we delight 
in his word, we're not going to neglect, we're not going to take his word for granted. And I was having a conversation with somebody at the end of first service, and they were saying, you know, the Lord really spoke something to me um, that, I, that as I was in the word of God and had a revelation and understanding of the word over the years, as God moves me into new seasons, there are fresh new applications of his word. You know, so we never want to get to a spot where we say, oh, well, I've been in the Bible. I get the gist, right? How many know until we're there face to face with him, there, there is no bottom to the depth. There is no way to reach the, the breadth of the word of God, uh, the revelation and understanding uh, and the knowledge of God and his ways that we find in his word. But we need to stay in that, that, that posture of I'll delight in his word and I'll not neglect it. Unfortunately, in the carnal man, familiarity breeds contempt. We want to live intentionally to not have a familiar attitude toward the word of God. And I was having this conversation, like I said, at the, the end of uh, first service. And, you know, we were talking and we said, you know what? Uh, I had bread last week. I still want to have bread this week, but I don't want to have last week's bread. God wants his word to be fresh bread every time that we go to his word. Amen? Not, not stale, not revelation of yesterday. He doesn't want us to stay put, right, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We're growing with him and his word, even though it's, it's, you know, even when we go back to the ABC types of things in his word, it ought to be fresh bread for us. Okay, now let's talk about the spirit. So the word and the spirit agree. So we said the word is God's general will for us. Now the spirit of God reveals the specific will of God for our lives. John 16, verses 13 and 14, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future, and he will bring me glory by telling you what he receives from me. So how cool that God's spirit is going to show us the future, help us understand, you know, what the Lord said better, walking forward with him. So, hey, are we saying that God can speak directly to us? Come on, how many in the room would say, yes, of course, God will speak directly to us, you know? Are you saying that, you know, we can know his voice and he'll tell us things? How many will know, absolutely, that's what God wants us to do? It cracks me up when I see people who aren't in the faith that will say somebody's kooky or, or, or crazy if they say they hear from God. The word of God says, no, it's dysfunctional if we don't hear from him. Because his spirit lives on the inside of us. Now, if we don't know Christ and the spirit isn't in there, he's, he's knocking on the door of our heart from the outside. But when we say yes to Christ and make him Lord and Savior, he makes us brand new. He comes and, and by his spirit dwells in our heart. And now he's inside us leading us. And now the specific will of God for our lives, he, he's leading us along. So John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Again, John 14, 26, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So there's specific revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit. The second thought we want to understand is the Holy Spirit speaks where the word of God is silent. So like I said earlier, there's not a whole lot of places where the word of God is silent. But I mentioned my, my wife earlier, uh, there's not a, the, a book, books in the Bible called First and Second Marriages. 
where you look up who you're supposed to be married to. Right? we got to figure that out with God's Spirit. we got to walk that out with Him. And, th- and that's something that's very unique. So here's the thing. The Bible is very clear about the kind of person we should marry, but it doesn't tell us who. The Word of God and the Spirit. And there'll be an agreement with the Father, the Father's will for our lives. Amen? Hey, which college major or career path to go? Which job to take? How to, how, how to handle retirement? What does that look like? What, what does God have as priority in each season of our lives? And so thank God, church, when we get born again, God's Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. And the Bible says literally, I tell you, this blows my mind, walking with the Lord for a bunch of years now, and I've not lost the wonder when we read about the the temple and the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament and get that picture. And then the Bible says that we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Unbelievable when we start to just meditate and reflect on what that means. And so here's the good news He's our inside guide, He is the ultimate life coach, and He'll coach in any and every area of our lives. And how many would agree with me, whether you found out the right way or the hard way, if we follow Him, it's going to save us time, money, and heartache. I've had both. I have both sides of it where I've listened to the Lord and I've looked and said, that was the right thing to do. And then I've had when I should have listened to the Lord and I'd say, I really wish I would have listened to the Lord. But that's part of the growth process for all of us, right? The Holy Spirit, third thing we want to look at here, the Holy Spirit will always, everybody say always. Again online, type always in that chat box wherever you are. The Holy Spirit will always be in agreement with the written word of God. I know that sounds so elementary and so simple, but the enemy is at work to move our thinking, our understanding, to to move us into deception to where we get away, where we start trying to justify. I know God's word says, but... Come on, doesn't that sound a lot like what happened in the garden? Did God really say? Oh, that's not true. So if we start playing, you know, uh, how can I maneuver around the word? Man, may the alarm bells go off. May the red flag start waving that we're recognizing, all right, the enemy's trying to bring me into deception because I know that I know that I know that I know the word and the spirit will always be in agreement. Let me say it this way. The spirit of God will never contradict the written word of God. So as we talk about hearing God in greater and greater ways, hey, it's over the long haul. How many beside me would say, man, I want to finish strong. I don't want to start off on fire for God. I don't want to have lived strong for him early on and then fizzle out. There's way too many um, uh, uh, biographies in the word of God of people who started strong, but they fizzled out along the way. What we're talking about here now, if we'll keep this in our lifestyle, the word and the spirit in agreement as our ear is turned to father to hear his voice, we will go long haul for the Lord until we see him face to face. We'll stay on track. We won't get in a ditch on the left or the right. And the deception, by the way, the deep, dark deception that will only increase in these last days will not take a hold in our lives. It's not complicated. We just have to stay intentional to walk it out. Amen? So let's look at the last thing and and then we'll we'll close with this. The Spirit of God uh, in, in us leads us and empowers us to beat sin. 
That's one of the main jobs of Holy Spirit inside us to, to beat sin. Now, we don't live for God with a list of do's and don'ts. You know, the Old Testament, you know, the Jewish people in the Old Testament had over 600 Levitical laws to follow and obey. We no longer carry the lists. We carry the author of the lists living on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord. You know, can you imagine, wait, what was rule 462? You know, instead it's Holy Spirit saying, stick with me and I'll teach you how to live. I'll show you how to walk it through. Amen. Glory be to God. Romans 8, 6, and 7 says, those who are, I love this, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, that's so in your face. We need to hear that, dominated by the sinful nature. Think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. I love how clear that is. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. We want life and peace. Amen? So over these next 40 days, we're going to continue on. Pastor Ralph has some thoughts he's going to share Wednesday. I'll be coming back next week, and now I'll be talking about internal and external means that God uses to continue to lead us and direct us. But you're going to see all of it is foundation on what does the Word say, how is the Spirit leading me, and I know they're always in agreement with each other and with the Father. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, as we close this service here this morning, Lord, online, here uh, on campus, we're so grateful that as you've saved us, we're so grateful that your plan of salvation is that you would lead us by your spirit living, indwelling on the inside. And God, as we looked at these two important areas of listening to the voice of your precious Holy Spirit and being people of your word, Lord, we're just asking here today, we're making wherever we are, whether we're in this sanctuary, make a seat we make our seat in altar before you, a place of dedication, a place to consecrate ourselves to you. Wherever we're watching online, we make this a holy spot and we make this a holy moment. God, we're asking, give us a fresh fire for your voice. Give us a fresh fire for your word. We turn our ear to you and we say, Lord, open our ears to hear your voice. Lord, may we be a people that delight in your word. May we be a people that never forget your word. And Holy Spirit, take us into new places of discerning your voice. Help us to hear and know your voice, not only here today in greater ways, but through this series, God, be at work in our lives. May it be we look back, Lord, on all that's been difficult and challenging of 2020. Lord, we ask, let it be, but we learned to walk with you and hear your voice in, in ways that we never had before. God, we believe you for it. We give you all the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.